right, Sal. Unfortunately, it's Trevor's turn. Oh, gosh. Can I just not talk on this one and get, like, a producer credit on the episode? Does, does that work? Yeah, I don't even think we have to do this one. I don't even want to be here, honestly. <laughs> I, I hate you both. I'm doing this out of the kindness of my heart. Uh, <laughs> Let's get this started. Very, very on brand. <laughs> All right, y'all, welcome back to the Morally and Intellectually Ingenuous, Sometimes Disingenuous Podcast, where we talk about morally and intellectually ingenuous, sometimes disingenuous things. Last time I had my boy Lorenzo on, man. He had a really amazing story. You guys ever wanted to just quit your job, get in the car, and just drive? That's exactly what he did. Um, really dope story, really dope dude, man. Very inspiring as always, man. Me and him talked about doing another one with a few of the other guys that I've had on because we all used to work together. But right now, man, this is uh, part two of part one, obviously. Um, you guys remember uh, the first episode I had with my boys, Trevor and Sal. Uh, <laughs> excuse the ignorance. Um yeah, man. So this is the part two joint. So the first one we did was about uh, Sal's story. And of course, that was dope as usual. This dude bought a Porsche and a house before the age of 25. Well, I mean, 30. Fuck it. Oh. Same thing. Yeah, 25. Let's, let's, go <laughs> let's go with that. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll allow it. Uh, All right. <laughs> so and then Trevor kind of just chimed in, you know, here and there because uh, him and Trevor go way back. High school. Yep. All right, so yeah, this time it's kind of reversed. So now uh, it's Trevor's story, which is probably going to suck. And then um, <laughs> Sal is just going to chime in while I guess you would say I'm the uh, the mediator. You know? I'm just going to like heckle the, the whole episode. <laughs> until, like, hey, is it, is it possible to throw a tomato through the computer screen? Virtual tomato. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Y'all are some haters. Virtual <laughs> <laughs> tomato. <laughs> It's like now nah, a metaverse tomato your way. <laughs> <laughs> it put a uh, put a tomato in the Zoom group chat. Uh, <laughs> but no, nah, man, I've known Trevor uh, since what 2012? Uh, yes, 2012, 2012. A decade. Yeah, man, wow. a decade. Me and Trevor met. Uh, we used to actually wash cars together at Waldorf, Ford, and Dodge. Mm-hmm. AKA the wash bay, um, a very shitty job. One of those jobs that makes you realize how important education is. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> you know, so I met him a long time ago and, uh, we kind of been real, uh, close ever since. Like I said, I met Sal through Trev a few years ago, but of course I know Trevor's story, um, a little bit better and uh the funny thing about me and trevor is that like we both kind of hit rock bottom at the same time <laughs> uh you guys, yeah man sucked um you guys remember my episode the first one where i talked about my story and i was out of work for those six months for messing up my hand well trevor was out of work with me <laughs> uh he got fired it's like no he didn't get fired uh <laughs> Uh, well, I'm gonna let him talk about that, but a part of but before he talks, I'm just saying, you know, I met I've known Trevor for a while, dog, and we kind of, you know, 
hit rock bottom at the same time, literally kind of came out of rock bottom at the same time, you know? So I guess that, uh, makes us a band of brothers. Um, yeah. Sorry, Sal, you're not invited to this lunch table. (laughs) 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 But yeah, man. So I've known Trevor for a minute. I'm going to let him, you know, more so, uh, tell y'all about himself and, who he is and his story. And like Sal said, we're going to kind of just be heckling and in, 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 um, throwing virtual tomatoes at him in the meantime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man, it's, it's crazy. You mentioned um, the wash bay, man. I was thinking about that place the other day, um, thinking about how we were really fighting to get like $9 an hour. <laughs> and that, oh my God, I was like, yo, I remember I wrote like a letter to like the GM. What was his name? Uh, Greg. 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 I wrote a letter. Oh, to- I think I remember you told me about. That. <laughs> Yo, I'm not gonna talk shit about Greg because Greg actually helped me get my first commercial ever on the radio. So. Um, oh, cool, cool. This is Greg. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you can bleep that out, man. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't bleeping shit. <laughs> nah, man. But it's I'm, it's crazy because it's like a testament, you know, of how far we really come, like, you know, working in the wash bay to actually doing jobs that, you know, we really were dreaming about. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, but now nah, I think uh, let's see. Where, where should I start, man? Um, I think a very good point of starting point is, uh, I don't know. 2020 kind of sucked. 2020 was terrible, man. <laughs> that was unemployment summer, baby. Um, let's see. 2020 started off. I was, I want to say, a year and some change into living in um in New York. Shouts to Mount Vernon. Um, I sound like Denzel Washington, man. He always says shouts to Mount Vernon. Um, randomly, I got to see DMX out there before he passed, which was great. Oh, dope. Um, but no, I was I was actually a year into my job as a junior designer um, at this merchandise and display company up there, which was, it was pretty fun. That was pretty much like my first full-time professional um, role as a designer in the field. And it was really like a, it was a great moment because like before then I was unemployed, man. I was working at this place called Framebridge. Um, fun place to work, met some really cool people. Um, shout out to my man, Lou and Joe. Um, but, you know, they laid everybody off. And then so for like a good year, I'm like, damn, like, what do I do? I really want to do this graphic design stuff, but I don't know how to even get to. I don't even know how to like really build like a good resume for it, man. Um, and shouts to my support system. Shouts to the people who, you know, really helped me do that. Um, shouts to your pops, Spence. Yes. The man. Yeah. The myth. That guy, man. The legend. The legend. <laughs> He's another uh he's he's also in the field and he really helped me, you know, uh, you know, really build my resume and portfolio and everything and get things set. Oh, cool. Um, so fast forward, I'm living in New York, I'm doing my thing. I'm so happy to be this junior designer, finally breaking into the field. Um, depression is gone, sadness is gone, worries are gone. I'm doing my thing. March 16th, 2020. You know how fucked up a date gotta be. <laughs> <laughs> for you <laughs> March 16th yes. 2020 316 I got the call from HR Jesus. on my day off my day off oh my man God. my name is Craig bro 
I got fired on my day off. <laughs> he goes, I'm so sorry, oh but we God. had to let you off. And I'm like, dog, what? Yeah, because I think that what that was right around the time when they started shutting down like Disney World and shit. Yeah, yeah. so God, was, like at one point, you know, New York was like the epicenter of the pandemic. Right. Like right. I was afraid, even though I didn't move back down to Maryland until July, I think. I was still afraid to like run around New York because like COVID was booming. Like I, I didn't even want to leave my apartment, man. I would have killed to have seen Times Square empty. Right. You know. Oh um, my gosh. But I, I, I will say that you know unemployment summer, man, pandemic summer was a blessing and a curse. And I say that because uh, although I didn't have a job and I was like worried about you know what I was gonna do next. Damn, do I have to move back down to Maryland? Can I stay up here? What's going on with this pandemic? Are there going to be other places, you know, open up? Any other places hiring anytime soon? Um, that unemployment was sweet, though. Boy, I tell you that much. <laughs> Extra, <laughs> like, $400, $600 a week. I was oh. like, man, cool. So I, I was kind of cool with it. But I say it's a blessing because um, that really gave me time and resources to, like, really chill and sit by myself mm-hmm. and really start to, like, just understand more of myself and just, like, be yeah. happy with being you know, just alone and just like I had time to just, you know, just chill, figure out things that I really wanted to do, man. So this is going to sound nerdy, but I started like building like Lego cars and boy, I'm about to. So, <laughs> all right, y'all playing, but all the ladies right now. Some internet bullying. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 they don't. Let's be clear. You said the ladies. They don't. What? The ladies love the Lego flowers, man. I'm trying to tell you right now, man. That's game from Trev. Um, that's game right. that I don't need. Yeah, we can I'm... definitely delete this. Part. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but no, nah, like I, I'm like fucking building Lego cars and and just hanging out, watching like new shows. Um, at one point I I was selling T-shirts, man. Um, that was like right around the time when the the riots and everything were going on in DC. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember. so I designed a T-shirt that uh pretty much reflected what we were trying to say, you know, not necessarily just Black Lives Matter, but, you know, we will be heard. You know, it was kind of like, I wanted to find a way to contribute to this fight, um, which was really cool. The shirt sold out in like a couple hours. And like, it was just a good time for me to really just explore the things that I really wanted to do. And I didn't move back home until july man and it was it was crazy you know you got to move back in with moms and shit um and it's a real yeah. big uh it's it, it i know the feeling terrible. i think all three of us know the feeling of that oh it was terrible oh, like, love of the death but right like i'm used it's to just, that's not what it was supposed to be exactly <laughs> that and it's like man i'm i got so spoiled man just living by myself even though my little right. apartment was like what 350 square feet Little Damn. little jail cell, really, but I loved it there, if man. You by yourself, it don't matter. Chilling, man. Closet, I had my you couch. by yourself is cool. <laughs> exactly. Had my couch, had my chair, had my TV, had my work desk. It was just that freedom of you know just being alone and being yourself. And I can't walk around it in my drawers in my mother's crib. Come on, man. I mean, you could. <laughs> you ever seen? I mean, the ain't shit of the if shittiest niggas. <laughs> and I know y'all know that feeling. Are you going downstairs to get something from the kitchen and somebody else in there? Like, whatever. 
<laughs> oh man, he'd be ready to slam your head through a brick wall, man. Like, but um, nah, it it was it was kind of it was weird, man. But um, and I, I guess the good that came from moving back home is I got to spend more time with Spence, man. You know, we y'all heard me talk about like that's when I started fishing and I got really good at it. Me and Trevor were going fishing like in the middle of the week, um, because. <laughs> You know, we were unemployed. <laughs> now I can go fishing in the middle of the week because my career allows me to do that. That's the, that's the difference. You know what I mean? Much better. That's, that's the difference. Like I have the luxury of doing whatever I want when I want because of the lifestyle that I have now. You know, um, it's completely different doing it because you ain't got shit to do. And you know what I mean? Whatever. <laughs> so but now, nah, man, you know, we with that, you know, um, uh, and you guys, I don't know how you guys feel about him, but uh, Tyler Perry, um, <laughs> had a, uh, one of his plays, and I referenced this before, where he said, uh, you know, friendship is like a tree. Um, you know, you got the leaves on the tree, the wind blows too hard, they fall off. You know, the seasons change, they fall off. Then you got the branches, which are a little bit stronger, you know, but again, as the seasons change, they fall off, branches aren't strong, but you know, the, the tree only got a few roots, maybe two or three of them. And that's what they need to survive. And, you know, he was saying that if you have it, as friends go, you have two or three roots in your life, you know, you're blessed. You know what I'm saying? And I really only have maybe like two or three close friends. And of course, you know, I mean, I got people that I know, acquaintances or whatever, but you know what I'm saying? People who've kind of like know your deepest, darkest secrets and things that you, t- right. you know, you're not going to bring it to everybody. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, you know, those friendships are the one that lasts and the type of friendships where you can, you know, you don't have to speak for a whole week, maybe even two, because y'all understand y'all got shit going on. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And that period of time um, in 2020, man, I know I was I was on the outs from July until about November-ish is when I started working at the station and at the radio station I worked for. And um, I didn't go back to Arlington Cemetery until like the end of that year. Um, But in between that time, Trevor was the only person I was really hanging out with. You know what I mean? And, you know, again, you hit rock bottom. It Rock bottom sucks. (laughs) You know, it doesn't matter, like, whatever. I mean, it's very beneficial in the long run. Well, let me rephrase that. It should be beneficial in the long run because people, you know, I I was, I think, yeah, me and Trevor were out fishing the other day with our other boy, Malik, who's going to be on here eventually. And, you know, Malik was telling us about a particular friend that he has that, you know, was talking really bad about people and, like, bad financial situation. Remember that? When we was out fishing, he was talking about his friend, his female friend. Oh, okay, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, and then so me and us, me and Willie were talking, and I was like, man, you know, people who've hit, people who talk bad about people like that, always have two thoughts when you're talking bad about someone who's in a bad spot or has been in a bad spot. Either a, you haven't been there yourself. Mm. Or B, you have been there yourself, but you ain't learned shit while you were there. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's like, I've had hella people, you know, reach out to me to be a man, you know, I see your podcast booming, man, blah, 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 blah. You know, you know, I try, you know, I feel like I got a dope story. I'm like, I bet. And, you know, it's a guy that I know who, of course, shall remain nameless, but he was talking bad about people who work nine to five jobs. 
And but this is a guy who prides himself on, you know, being on the outs and and working his way out of rock bottom and building his way up to owning his own business. All right. Mm -hmm. That's fine. But what did you really learn? You know what I'm saying? While you were in rock bottom, because if you're still talking shit about the very people that has to that they're working nine to fives to buy your product, Mm -hmm. what have you really learned? You know what I mean? And it's just like, you know, I've, I think I've quoted this before. And it's one of my favorite quotes, as uh, Muhammad Ali said, if a man is 30 and he reviews the world the same way as he does as 50 at 50, he's only wasted 20 years of his life. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. it's it's like, yo, man, you ain't learned shit, you know? So like me and Trevor will have conversations of all types, you know, business conversations, life conversations, conversations about women, of course, you know, but it all reverts back to what we've learned from all three of those or three plus entities. You know what I mean? So it's like, that was the, one of the beneficial, I mean, 2020, man, I, when I say it sucked, it sucked for a lot of people, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> as bad as it sucked, as far as I know, Trevor didn't have to lay anybody to rest. His family is still good. I didn't have to lay anybody to rest. Sal didn't have to lay anybody to rest. So, nope. you know, because of COVID, and you know what I mean? It puts things in right. perspective. You know, your problems are your problems. Your problems are serious. But when you compare, I shouldn't use the word compare, but when you think about what other people have to deal with. It's perspective. Yeah, it's kind of like. Perspective. Mm, maybe, and like you said, losing your job, sitting at home. That's why the first episode I did was called Sit Down because I'm home for five months straight. <laughs> like, you know what I mean <laughs> and I had plenty of time to think about Literally. all this you know shit that I've been running away from and Trevor can relate to that you know what I mean so you know you kind of got to put yourself like damn my shit is fucked up but at the same time you know what I mean it's like it's not that you should bask in other people's misfortunes that's not what I'm saying but it should humble you to realize damn you know what I'm saying I lost my job all right, I can get another one versus someone just buried a loved one for, you know, whatever, like, you know, money mm-hmm. can't get that back. So, yeah. yeah. It's funny you mentioned, you know, um, people being in rock bottom, getting out of rock bottom, but not having learned anything. Because it's like, how, how can you do that? Like, so us both being like in the situations that we were back in 2020, I can say this in confidence that we both like really learn like, all right, this, this shit can slip out from under us at any given second. You know, anything can happen where everything that we had that we worked hard for can be gone at the snap of a finger. Right. Um, and the lesson that I really learned there is a, you really got to keep a, a support system and you got to be grateful for them. This shit can slip out from under your feet at any given second at the snap of a finger. So what you kind of learn is a, you got to really appreciate your your support system and really show that you appreciate them. Shouts to Clem, Spencer's dad. Like I said, he's um he's also in the field. He really, man, he really helped me out, man. He said, yo, man, this is what you got to do. This is what you should look into. Man, your portfolio is great, but you should do X, Y, and Z. Your resume is great. You should do X, Y, and Z. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, oh, That's he, awesome. He, man, he, words can't even describe how, like, helpful he was and helping me get back into the field and like really helping me get back on my feet man and that's what he does um that's awesome 
my father is uh, you guys hear me talk about my parents all the time. And uh, my father is somebody who, you know, I don't, you know, their 40th is coming up in July and I've been going back and forth on how I can what I can do to <laughs> show them how important they are to me. But I'm like, damn, what do I do? You know what I mean? Because, you know, my parents in, in this case, uh, you know, my father, like I've seen him, I've seen my parents do amazing things for other people, um, you know, and with him being, you know, a mentor to Trevor, like, you know, it, it, the integrity is there because, you know, I'm not sure how often y'all speak, but, you know, I was just over there um, Monday and, you know, hey, is Trevor doing all right? Trevor's doing good. Trevor's, you know, and I was just raised by my parents where if you help, you can you can't, I mean, if you can help, you should, you know, and that's just how he is, you know, that's how they are. And, you know, I mean, it's, you know, like what Trevor was saying about support systems, you know, I mean, y'all have heard me talk about Amber, Amber was on the show, you know, Amber's father is the one who got me the job on, you know, the radio. I've been trying to get in the radio for what, 10 years. And this man snaps his fingers and boom, dream career there. You know what I mean? So you need, wow. but I, I met him obviously through Amber. So, you know, those friendships that are really strong, you know what I mean? And you have so many people in our generation, man, they'd be like, oh, I don't need nobody. I don't need this. I can do this on my own. Yeah, that's a bunch of bullshit because there's humans, <clears throat> you know, we're built for relationship of all types, friendship, romance. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? And you got people out here that are like, oh, I can get through it. I can do this all on my own and this, that, and the third. Mm, somebody probably done helped you along the way. You know what I mean? Maybe you don't want to get him credit. Maybe you forgot, mm -hmm. whatever. But no person reaches any amount of success without a help from another person. You know what I mean? And, like, I can't sit here. And the only thing that I personally can say that I fully did on my own without the help of somebody else is with my weight loss journey. And, of course, Sal, you know about that. Uh, right. You know, you got to be the one that wants that for you. No one else can help you do that. I guess absolutely. the closest that someone did help me is the cardiologist looked me in my face and said, hey, <laughs> big dog, uh, you got to do something. You know what I mean? So um, right. with the support system Trevor was talking about, you need one. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I think my mother, she's probably one of the main ones on how I on why I started to get my stuff together. I'm not going to go um, super into it, but you know what I mean? One night she held me very accountable to the person I used to be, which was this was like six, seven years ago. And, you know, she tore me a cosmos of new assholes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, I remember driving home that night. I'm like, damn, like, you know, she's right. You know, and I think like as I was like, what, 24 at the time. And uh, so, you know, people, that's another thing with with support systems, like they they should hold you accountable. And we all know, especially with our generation, accountability is like kryptonite to a lot of people. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's, it's a bad stereotype that uh, kryptonite, I mean, sorry, that uh, uh, accountability is kryptonite to women. Uh, well, I'm not going to argue that, but at the same time, <laughs> I'm not going to argue that. But I feel like accountability is kryptonite to, to people. 
the men included. You know what I mean? Because uh, I was watching, um, for example, yeah, did y'all see that documentary called Our Father? Yes, bro. <laughs> Yo. Um, yes. <laughs> about the dude who like technically impregnated over 200 women or whatever. Yeah. So, <laughs> and yeah, yeah okay. Um, so that's crazy. not the kind of documentary you want made about yourself. <laughs> Um, right, reason all. I bring that up <laughs> is because remember, Sal, how they were going to try to expose him. And he was like, oh, you can't do this. <laughs> right. What? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? He like, was literally like, they were like, yeah, but we need our story to be told. He's like, yeah, but that's not good for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not. I'm going to lose my wife. Oh, you should have thought right. about that after you pretty much raped over 100 women. You <laughs> sick bastard, like you know what I mean. Crazy. So, point in saying that is, is accountability is kryptonite to people. You know what I mean. But you need that support system, you know, to hold you accountable. Like, yeah, dog, you you kind of fucking up. You know what I mean. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the support system that he was talking about. And uh, you know, my father is someone who that is someone who will hold you accountable. But the way he does it is a very it will go right over your head if you're not listening. Um. He'll be like, man, you 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 really think like that? <laughs> it won't be, it won't be like, oh, you're terrible, you're a terrible person. You need to this, and you, you know, it'll be like, oh man, really? So you 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 think that's fine? You you think it's okay? And if you say, yeah, oh, oh, all right, well, that's mm, that's that's a little different, but you know what I mean? Interesting. So yeah, interesting. <laughs> oh, okay, you know what I mean? So it makes you think like, damn, like maybe I am fucking up. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's support system. But with uh, with Trevor, um, so what was because I don't know anything about the business y'all do. What was the job that he helped you get? So he really prepared me to get a couple jobs, actually. Um, my first job just getting back into the workforce was with the uh, National Smithsonian National Postal Museum. Um, I actually reached out to my old supervisor from my old internship from way back in like 2015, you know, just seeing if, you know, they had any work available. So with any design work, if you want to be a, a graphic designer, you're going to need two things. You're going to need a resume. You're going to need a portfolio. Your dad really helped me build up and prepare both of those for pretty much any job I could have applied for. Mm. Right. Um, wow. So, yeah. Got the job. I'm working for the Postal Museum, doing my thing. Um, I even had to establish like a, a sole proprietorship because technically I was a contractor, which is really cool. Um, I'm not one of those LLCs. Oh, cool, cool. We got the same 20. What was that? You, you said you're not one of the what? I'm not one of those LLC niggas. Oh, we all got the same 24 hours. I'm doing my yeah. thing. No, man, I just did this. I, just, exactly what you mean. I, I have something to say about that when you're done. Because uh, I just yeah. saw something about that. No, nah, I mean, but no, nah, that, that was just part of the experience, man. I think, um, you know, just having to do that and get my foot in the door with the Post Museum and having that short contract was really sweet. And uh, next thing you know, that job with the Post Museum becomes a part time job that comes secondary to my full time job as a design manager or as most people would most people in the field would call it a senior designer. Um, right now, I work for a nonprofit. And so I was like doing that and doing the post museum stuff at the same time. So we, I really, I really, I really went from having no work at all, no money, to having two jobs, overabundance, 
if, if that's even a word. <laughs> it's gonna be one today. It's gonna be a word today. <laughs> but like that's that's just one of the things I'm so grateful for, man. And like to circle back what you were saying about, you know, in the pandemic, how you really have to think about, you know, how shit could have been. Like luckily I didn't have a family to take care of. Right. Luckily I didn't have, you know, right, right. to bury someone. Luckily I didn't have, you know, just anything really holding me back. But now I have a question. What was your reasoning for saying you're not one of them LLC people? Because they're assholes, man. What are you talking about? So many people they want to judge you for not doing things their way. And I think it's a certain group of them that, yeah, that try to act like elitist for like having like their own business, like people that are kind of like what you were saying earlier, like that people that are doing nine to fives are somehow missing it and they and they've got the keys to life or something like that. Right. It's it's a certain group that it's not all of them, but it's it's a certain group of people. Man, if I learned anything over the years is that there's a million ways to get it, you know, and all three of us know that there's a million ways to get it, man. So for people to really be out here, oh, man, I'm doing X, Y, and Z, you not, oh, you doing it wrong. Like, what? Come on, dog. Hey, I remember one time me and Trevor were fishing one day, and um, I was sitting there cutting and cleaning a fish, and this prick walks over, (laughs) and... uh, he just stands. He just stands there. Remember this, the guy, mm-hmm. and I'm. It's about six, seven people over there going, "Oh, okay, all right. I never seen it that way. Oh, okay, that's cool. I, I never didn't know you could do it that way. Oh, okay. Yeah. Y'all ever heard the saying? You know, it's a million ways to skin a cat. I'm pretty sure it came. Yeah, there's a million ways to skin a catfish. Um, <laughs> so there's this one <laughs> asshole that's standing <laughs> off to the side, and there's always one. <laughs> always he goes, one. "Oh man, I don't even do it like that." Okay. Man, <laughs> you ever see those movies where a person like has a outer body experience and like slaps the shit out of a person and then they come back to reality <laughs> and they're still saying, dog, I swear, like, and it's people like that that get on my damn nerves, man. And it's like, you know, during the during the pandemic, still, I mean, we're still in one, you know. And yeah. you know, 2020 was a very it was it was a period of um a new awakening. And what I mean by that, it woke a lot of people up for a lot of different reasons. Um, you know, we were overdue for one. The last pandemic was literally in 1918 during the Great War. So, you mm-hmm. know, none of us were alive when that was going on. So this was all exactly. new. And people are trying to navigate around this new world, this new way of living, you know. And it was right. just a shock to me because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm walking through Safeway and I see this one asshole with a mask on. And I'm like, this is in the very beginning. I said, look at this muff. Next thing you know, two weeks later, you can't go nowhere without a mask. So it's it's <laughs> right. it's a brand new. So all the while, I kept seeing these people say, Oh, if you are not at home working on your business, if you're not at oh home, oh my god, LLC, you know what I'm saying? You out here wasting time. And it's like my father always said the loudest one in the room is always the weakest one in the room. If you were, mm. if someone at your job or your work says, oh, I'm the one in charge. If you got to do all that, then you obviously not. Exactly. And, exactly. you know, so those people who sitting there like yelling out all oh, my business, this I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Well, if you're really doing that, then why are you reaching out to people to buy shit to that if you haven't talked to in eight years? You know what I mean? Exactly. So, like, you know, what I mean, you're you. Like this podcast, for example, I started this to really just help people out, right? 
you know, give people a sense of hope, a sense of motivation. Again, look, man, you ain't the only one going through some shit. And this thing is blown up simply by word of mouth. Not because, oh, y'all, I started my own podcast. What y'all doing? Y'all this, that, and the third, blah, 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 blah. Right. <laughs> it was completely ingenuous. Ah, you see what I did right yeah. there? Yeah. <laughs> I was a poet. Didn't even know it. Uh, <laughs> so it's like, nah, when Trevor said that, like, you know, I was just was talking about that the other day with somebody. And it's like, the thing that drives me up a wall is when someone thinks that, because you're not doing things the way they're doing it, you're doing it wrong. Yo, think about how egotistical and narcissistic that is to think that there are 7 billion people walking <laughs> and because nobody is doing it the way that you're doing it, they're wrong. Right. So you mean to tell me out of 1 in 7 billion people, you're the only one around here doing shit right? You know what I mean? And it's just like, Insane. are you serious? Insane. Like, yo, and it's kind of like what goes back to what my father was saying. Like, damn, you really think like that? Like, <laughs> you know I, mean? like I was listening to a podcast the other day that I came across. And, you know, I guess it was like a dating podcast or something. And I'm whatever. I have my own thoughts upon those. But um, the person was sitting there saying that, oh, uh, y'all are single because this, that, and the third. How do you know that the people you're telling they're single because whatever <laughs> idea that you caught up in your head, you don't know that they're fine being that way? You know what I mean? It's right. like when people come up to women over the age of 30 and go, why don't you have any kids? Hey, did you know it's possible that maybe they don't want me? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or why aren't you married? You're a 33-year-old woman. Did you think of the, about the idea that they maybe didn't want to be married? Yo, what a right. concept. Like, you know, so people think that, you know, because you're not doing things the way that they're doing it, you're completely wrong. And it's completely asinine to think that way. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And think about during 2020, man, people were losing family members left and right. Mm -hmm. You know, I read a, one of the first stories that I read about someone losing somebody was this poor woman who lost her her son and her husband in the same day and there were literally pictures of her Damn. going back and forth to each casket like god knows what was going through her head so these same assholes who are out here talking about oh if you ain't doing this how do you know that this person is not dealing with something like this that money exactly can't you know what exactly. i'm saying so it is just like to think and that's what it goes back to my point where it's like, dog, you ain't never even either you ain't never hit rock bottom or you ain't learned shit when you did. Right, exactly. exactly. You know what I mean? Because I it's like, yo, if you if you've been on the outs and you know what it's like to be down, dog. When I was when I was down the most, when I was laying in that hospital bed and the doctor said, Look, man, if you don't do shit to fix, you know, your health or your whatever, you're not you you're not gonna make it that much longer. I promise you, I did not have the mental capacity to go, oh, I wonder why they doing it like that. Like, this, I'm not worried about that shit. Like, you know what I mean? I'm going, I'm thinking about what I got to do to be better. And it's like, right. I see so many people on social media worrying about what other people are doing with their lives. It's the wild. I got to interject. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Quick, of course. Because the things, the, the life that they're worrying about somebody else and trying to compare themselves to somebody else, is a complete capathon anyway. Like people show you what they want to see. So you're comparing yourself to something that's not even somebody's reality. And right. you just like, it's just a, a emotional roller coaster of nothingness. It's just crazy. 
Right. Right. Social media is social media allows you to be anything that you want to be. I've had exactly. I've seen <laughs> I'm probably going to step on a few heads with this one, but fuck it. This is why it's called it sometimes disenchanted. <laughs> I've seen people talk so bad about other people's situations on social media, but then inbox me asking for money. Mm. You know what I mean? I've mm. seen several people do that. Now, because of who I am, I'll simply say, you know, hey, man, you know what I'm saying? Got it, whatever, whatever. Uh, blessed God, thank God that I do, and I can help out people who, I, I just can't support that. Exactly. You know what I mean? I, exactly. I can't support that. If I'm in a red light and I see somebody walking down the street with, you know, they hungry or whatever, yeah, man, I, whatever. Hell, my dog, I got him from a homeless person. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I say, man, how much you want for him, man? Oh, man, I don't want nothing. And I still threw some cash his way because, you know, the dude living out of his car, you know? And like Trevor right. said, we're all a bad month away from being in the same position. Hey, absolutely, yeah. But I've had people talk so bad about others on social media. Oh, if you broke this, say that. Or if you this, that, that. but the same people, them same people mm -hmm. messaging right. me talking about some oh hey you know i and i man and it's just i don't know about you too but the faith that i practice um i believe that when all of us check out check up out of here we're gonna have to answer for things we've done good and bad mm -hmm. i have enough stuff to answer for <laughs> So I'm not trying to add to that list. You know what I mean? And it's like some people I look at I'm like, damn, bro, like you really, you really out here moving this way. You really think like that? Yeah. Like, yo, you don't think you bought it right now? Like, you know, so that like he just he touched on something when he said, oh, I'm not one of them LLC dudes, because like those breed of people just get on my damn nerves. You know what I mean? And it's like if you. I've made more progress. I'm 31 years old. I've made more progress in my life focusing and just focusing just on myself in these last two years. You know what I mean? Versus worried about anybody else. And it's just right. like, God damn, bro. Like, how do you sleep at night waking up going hmm. like, you know, I told you when I started working out, you know what I mean? And dudes that I used to work with, you know what I'm saying? We used to literally have conversations about. <laughs> We used to literally have conversations about which snacks were in the vending machine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, man, will you get that honey bun? Da, 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 whatever. <laughs> oh, man, on third floor oh, in the man. mezzanine right there under the joint, man. You know, it's B7. Hit that joint, man. They only got one left. Yo, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But when I started bringing in, like, when I had a trainer at first and I started bringing in my meals and stuff like that, you know, oh, this, this thing over here. Da, 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 da. And one of my favorite interviews was Jay-Z when he was talking about this a long interview he did. But when people he said when people told him he couldn't do something, it's not you can't do it. You know what I mean? Right. I can. Right. Just because I'm not doing it the way you think I should be doing it. And half the time, these people who think that you're doing it wrong because the way they're not doing it, they're not even doing it. I have no results to, to speak for. None. I had to do, last story, and I'm going to hand it back to Trevor. I had to do one time, uh, I was showing, this is when I was like, when was just going, I just went through a phase in the gym where I was trying to lift the heaviest shit. I think like my leg press was up to like 900 pounds at that point. You know what I mean? I don't do that crazy shit no more. But like, you know, so I was doing, I was benching, I think like 280 or something like that. 
And a dude that I showed the picture to, he said I was doing it wrong because my form was messed up. And I'm not going to sit here and argue with you and this. Oh, man, I am doing it right. All I said was, hey, don't aren't you off on Fridays? And he goes, yeah. (laughs) I said, hey, look, come on. Show me how to do it. Show me how to do it. You know what I mean? That's what I literally said in his face. Uh, okay. <laughs> we went there, showed up at the gym, ended in the paramedic showing up. <laughs> I'm going to just say it like that. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? Like, the paramedics had to show up to help this guy. And I'm not going to lie. Once I found out he was perfectly fine, that was sweet bliss. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'll tell> you. <laughs> The whole bar <laughs> fell on his chest, fractured oh his God. his collarbone. You know what I mean? Damn. Trying to lift the same weight that he said I wasn't lifting. Right. You see the point that I'm trying to make? Oh, my God. You know what I mean? Dog, stay in your lane, man. Stay in your lane, yo. And it, crazy, crazy, crazy. Um. So. <laughs> <laughs> now we get to a little bit of the juicy stuff, Trev. Uh, the reason why we didn't get to this with Sal is because he is in a very loving, committed relationship. Trevor, you are not. Amen to that. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I have to ask only because, you know, this is not a dating podcast, but I am curious. Uh, how has your life transitioned from when you were kind of in rock bottom, your romantic life? transition from when you were into rock bottom versus what it is now if that makes sense well i guess i should say like um like during unemployment summer man like i said earlier it was more of a a time for me to really you know look within and assess myself and figure out who i am what i'm willing to like tolerate what i'm going to do like before then, oh man, you know, oh man, Shorty got me down bad, such and such. Oh man, oh man, I, I, I'm, I feel like there were times I probably called you, Spence, like, man, Shorty did this, bro. Oh man, she did this. Hey, I remember that time we were sitting in the harbor, and you were uh, Africa. <laughs> That's all I had to say. He knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, shouts to her. I hope she good. But no, nah, that was one shorty who uh, <laughs> fuck. It's like no. Nah. She, she had she had me down bad, bro. She had yeah. me down bad, man. And it was because like back then there was a lot of stuff that I would tolerate, a, a lot of stuff that I would you know put up with, red flags that you ignore and everything. Now, what Bernie Mac say? Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> like like and not even like that, but it's more so like uh, I've I've matured. But also, I've grown to understand that, you know, everybody else around me is still, you know, growing and maturing themselves. So I've I've come, I'm more understanding, but at the same time, I'm like, yo, I'm not going to, this is something that I'm not going to deal with. I'm, I'm more mature in knowing what to look out for. I'm more mature in knowing, you know, how to be forgiving. There's some things that you can't forgive that mm. people do. It's just like, all right, I'm going to just overlook that. Still take notes, though. You know, Mm -hmm. but I think the biggest difference between then and now is that I'm just I tend to put myself first more. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, 
uh i haven't really talked about that in that side of me you know as far as like how that's changed um but trevor kind of hit it on the nose it's like you got to put yourself first in all aspects romance family jobs everything you know what i mean um you know but it unfortunately in order to get to a point in life where you understand what your value is and how important you are you have to go through some shit you know you gotta get experiences yeah you got experiences you know and it's just like work you know if you, if you don't have no experience they can't hire you you don't you don't know how to work in different scenarios and settings right the right. more the more you the more data points you get the more you like okay last time this happened i did a and c this time i'm gonna do a b and it's gonna equal c so it's it's like you hey, just, look at look at more this, you know, look at boy, look at the black Albert Einstein. Like, it's like nah, E equals MC. No, E equals MC Hammer. I keep telling y'all that. It's like nah, <laughs> nah, man. No, it's I, I've stole one of my father's sayings. Um, and, uh, God, I'm turning to him more and as each day progresses you i start like me turning into my dad man. yeah man that's how it is that's how it is i just don't drink my coffee black that's i haven't reached that level yet <laughs> <I know. laughs> um no he says oh i've seen this movie before and i'm not a fan <laughs> <That's>, I'm <still> that <laughs> yeah like yeah yeah like you know and i say that a lot now like oh i've seen this movie before you know and the, would not recommend you know and like you know you have to go through it you have to go through some shit in order to recognize certain things in life you know especially when it comes to people and you know jobs will try to play you you know people will try to play you you know, people you don't know, people you know will try to play. More people that you know will try to play you versus people you don't. I found that more Absolutely. people supported me that I don't know versus the ones that I have. Absolutely. Yep. You know, and so, but like, nah, like Trevor was saying, you got to put yourself first. You know, with us being men, you know what I mean? It's a very not so talked about issue on, right. you know, mental health for us, self-care for us. You know, as much as I'm an advocate for, you know, the protection of women, especially black women, I just I'm upset sometimes that there's not as equal amount of talk for men, especially black men. Um, yes. You know, all three of us, we've kind of had to learn that on our own, even though we come from like good backgrounds. You know what I mean? It's still kind of that navigation where we had to learn, you know, about how important our, our self-worth is to us. You know what I mean? And, you know, that's just life. You know what I mean? Whatever. Like, you know, it's something you just got to deal with the cards that you dealt. And, um, you know, and it's like Trevor said, like, as far as, you know, you're more mature now. So you learn to recognize those. Re if we're talking about the romance side now, um, you learn to recognize recognize those red flags and you know to me man it, it's no point in getting mad i haven't gotten mad over in a romantic aspect in so long because like you just got to know what's for you and what's not you know what i mean and it's like you know i feel like not enough men are told that and it's like we're told to you know like i don't subscribe to that whole even though i'm not married you kind of get what i mean when i say this i don't subscribe to that happy wife happy, happy life. wife happy life <laughs> no yeah, i don't i don't subscribe to that because it's like you know what i mean i don't understand why society has created a conception that you know a situation or a relationship is only in the balance when the woman is unhappy you know what i mean when suicide is at an all-time high for men 
especially black yeah, men. Exactly. So as much as I feel like women should be happy and I, I, it's our job as men, technically, man, I don't know. Will Smith is one of my idols, despite all the bullshit that's been going on with him. And he said something that was so true when he was talking about his wife, when he said that it's not my responsibility for you to create your happiness. And mm-hmm. even though I can't speak from that from a, a marital romantic aspect, I can say that at this point in my life, I know what true happiness is. I know what true peace is. That's because I made the decision that I wanted to be here. You know what I mean? Not anybody. Absolutely. Else. So. And I can. Uh huh. I can. I can add like just being somebody who I would find to be in a successful relationship. And what just to your point, if your girl don't take an active role in making sure that you happy, then you should not be with her. Like, absolutely. No, straight up. Absolutely. Straight up. Straight up. Absolutely. And and the thing is, you know, and, and, and I wholeheartedly agree. And like, I only, maybe I'm speaking for myself, but I've just learned to recognize signs where like I'm a very expressive person. You know what I mean? I'm very, I'm very transparent. And, but like Trevor said, you know, you can't really tell everything to everybody. But the only way right. to know that you can't tell them shit is to tell them shit to see how yeah, they're going to exactly. react to it. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, like, right. for example, I had, a, um, you know, someone had asked me, a young woman had asked me about my weight loss journey. And I said, yeah, man, I started October 24th, man, 500 some odd days. in." you know, she said, well, mate, what made you start? So I told her the story about like, you know, being unemployed, being sad, being sick and tired of being sick and tired, ended up in the hospital, doctor telling me, oh, you got to do something, blah, 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 blah. And then somebody I was getting to know texted me and said, oh, hey, I really don't like fat guys. And that was kind of like the last straw where I was like, mm, yeah, I'm not really feeling this, dog. I got to do something. Yeah. I said yeah. all that. And her response, oh, one, you talk to a lot of women. Two, uh, you shouldn't let people boy if this one thing that pissed me off is a person that say oh you shouldn't let people do this to you know i don't have time to go into why that gets on my nerves but i'll say this you do not no one holds to holds the right to dictate how you react to a certain situation how you should feel yeah yeah how you should feel you know what i mean but when she said no they would have said the same thing imagine if you would have told her oh um yeah, this dude told you that you should lose weight and you should be fine with that. Yeah, you should be fine. I don't know why you're <laughs> upset. He was trying to help you. <laughs> they, they'd be ready to arrest you. Yeah, exactly. They arrest you. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you don't I know how to speech. listen. Like, you, you're ungrateful. Like, all this shit, right? So, right. but the mental, the, the maturing that I've made to where my life is now, how I would have responded to that a few years, man, you don't, you ain't wasn't even listening to what I'm saying. You wasn't even this. Now I'm like, oh, all right, can't tell you shit. You know what I mean? And that's all you got to leave it at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, okay. And my actual response was, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Damn, I'm tripping. Hey, can I call you back real quick? You know what I mean? Because, like, that's what I'm saying. You got to oh, know man. what's for you and what's not. You know what I mean? Like, I told right. somebody one time, I think I told y'all this about like that horrible day I went to King's Dominion with my ex and I couldn't fit on a roller coaster. You know what I mean? And like somebody had whispered like, well, I ain't whisper shit. They was like, man, this fat ass me. You know what I mean? That sucked. <laughs> hey, you're, yeah, an ass- you're an asshole for laughing. <laughs> that was a terrible day. 
Hey, if you one if you form a fat boy to fit, another, see, Trevor ain't never had to worry about that shit. Like you know what I mean? He ain't never had to be fat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's why I sound laughing so hard because he know what it's like. And because me, me and my siblings, we always say to each other, "We like we can laugh about it now." Yeah, we, we can laugh about it. Oh, I, trust me, I was not laughing. <laughs> I was not laughing. Man. I was like, uh, and it made my ex, my girlfriend at the time. She, she didn't, she didn't know what to do. You know, how, like when a little kid falls and they're fine until you ask them, "Are they okay?" You know what I mean? That's yeah. kind of how it was. She's like, oh, "Are you okay?" I was like, "No, yeah, I'm all right." Like. You know what I mean? But I told somebody that, and their exact response is, well, why did you get on that ride if you knew you couldn't fit? And I was like, yo. (laughs) I was like, but this was a person. Oh, man. This was a person who was a fucking therapist. You know what I mean? And I was like, yo, all of your clients need their money back now. Now. You know what I mean? But my point is saying Terrible advice. Yeah, you 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 fucking suck, bro. Suck. Like <laughs> you suck. But instead of getting mad and going, oh, I can't believe you just said that. You know, I'm like, mm, I've seen this movie before. Not a fan. Uh, can I call you back? Mm. That's the importance right. of growing and learning is seeing and knowing what's for you and what's not. You know what I'm saying? And that's exactly what I feel like Trevor was talking about. And me and him talk about this shit all the time. You know, he hears me say it all the time. Hey, dog, I fuck with who fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All I aspects, like y'all, date, whatever. Like, I fuck with who fuck with me. You know, I think we've all spent enough time chasing validation after somebody, whether no matter the relationship, whether it be family, whatever. God knows I've done it. You know what I mean? But you kind of get to a point where it's like, you know what? Yeah, I'm fine. And it's like... <laughs> Me, <laughs> I'm definitely going to step on a few heads with this one. But me and Trevor recently had a conversation. Remember the one where I was telling you about a friend of mine, a guy who he's dealing with a woman who uses sex as a pawn. I find that funny That's because, awesome. <laughs> you know, I had somebody try to do that with me and use try to use like, you know, sex as, as a as a ploy or a pawn. As a bargaining chip. As a bargaining chip. And I found my therapist kind of broke this down when I was several years ago. I always thought that, you know, I was out here trying to get all the ass and this, that, and third, but really what it really was, I was trying to seek validation. I figured that if a woman was attracted to me enough, then, okay, she's cool with doing, taking it a step further. So at that point, I didn't even really care about the intercourse. I just was happy that the person found me attractive. You know what I mean? It was one of those things. It was this sick mindset that I was in. So now when that tries to happen now, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and the reason why I say, girl, get the because it's not even about the attention that you get now when you are confident in this, that, and the third with me personally, it's because I've learned to be my own best company mm-hmm. and I don't need that validation. You know what I mean? From people anymore, you know, and it's a lot of people who are starving for that attention, that validation from people You know what I mean? Through social media, whatever. And it's like, man, that is a horrible place to be in. You know, when you can learn to be your own best company, you got your people, you got your friends, you got your family. That's all you really need. If and speaking from a dating aspect, if you pursue a woman, it's because you want to, not because right, exactly. you need to do for yourself validation. 
I can't even say I'm successful for real. I don't consider myself uh, successful. And I say that because, you know, shit's still moving. My goal, honestly, like for as long as I live is to continue to level up, man. Because like you said earlier, we, we've hit rock bottom. We know how this shit feels. So it's like, all right, to get out of rock bottom, that's one of the greatest feelings ever, man. It's like, all right, but new life, you know, it's like a, it's like a breath of fresh air, honestly. You're back in the game, you're doing your thing. And I was like, all right, cool. I've done this. What else can I do? So that's when I, like when you said uh, your newfound success, man, I can't even call it success, bro. Well, it's a very subjective thing because, you know, it's kind of like that on the outside looking in, you're always going to be your biggest critic. You know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, Sal <laughs> probably is over there going, damn, I got to get more. But I'm looking at him going, damn, this nigga got at a Porsche. that's what i was gonna say that's what i was gonna say i would i would i would challenge you even to like kind of shift your perspective a bit because it has to be balanced and everything you know what i'm saying because i i feel sort of what you're saying because like you said people can look at what i got and think that oh man he's doing it in my mind i got far to go you know what i mean i have far to go but you do still have to work that muscle of, you know, being happy with what you are doing and you, you got to see it as it is success, but it's not, it's, it's far from where you want to be. So I, I feel what you're saying, but you also, also work that muscle though, that you enjoying and, and, and being present where you at, because it, it is part of the journey. You know what I mean? So as the old folks say, I ain't where <laughs> I want to be. But thank God I ain't where I used to be. That's a perfect way to put it. Yeah, that's my favorite way. Thank God I ain't where I want to be, but thank God where I ain't used to be. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, dog. You know, and it's like the, and that, but that's the point of the podcast. So we may talk shit, joke around, get serious. But, you know, I've had people reach out to me going, damn, man, like I thought I was the only one dealing with X, Y, and Z, man. You know, I listened to this person and, you know, their story was dope. And I listened to this person. And their story was dope. And I, but that's the thing. But those people who are on here telling about their stories, they're like, damn, man, I got so much long to go. But look who you waking up. You know what I'm saying? Look who you inspiring. Exactly. That's, that's the exactly. point. You know, that's why I say it's subjective. I had a guy one time and he's going to be on soon where, you know, I said, man, you know, I got to feel like you got a dope story, man. You know, you can help, you know, whatever. He was like, man, I'm just working at McDonald's, man. I ain't really doing nothing. And I was like, eh, all right, just a glass half full, half empty type thing. But what you're forgetting, exactly. you, you got that job when you were living in your car. And now you're kind of discrediting yourself a little bit because right. you're actually a branch manager now. You just bought your you just got your own crib from living in a car. You're just looking at it as McDonald's. Major. But like, you know what I mean? And it's like my That's mentor kind of had to like get say that to me one time i ran into an old co-worker from my old job which i hated and i can't stress enough and i'll probably talk about that every time i get a chance uh you know <laughs> it was my gun carrying days it sucked and i ran into him about probably about four or five months ago and you know we started chopping it up and i said yeah man you know how's a how's a job how's the old job man it sucks it's terrible it's terrible it's fucking sucks they don't care about anybody it's terrible you know <laughs> shit that i already knew you know i they can't i can't take it anymore 
So in my head, I'm like, damn, man, I'm so glad I'm out of there. So he goes, well, how's everything with you with the radio station? So verbally, what I said, I said, man, it's cool. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Like, it's straight. You know what I mean? Whatever. What I wanted to say, bro, shit is sweet. (laughs) You know what I mean? I was like, yo, I'm chilling. I work from home. 99% of what I do is from home. I get to do what I love. This, that, and the third. Yo, I'm chilling. I can do shit. I don't work at night no more. I can go out. I can do stuff. Things are great. But I didn't want to make it seem like I was rubbing shit in his face. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to make because yeah. I know when I was there and people would leave and get a new job, then I, they would come back with this big smile on their face. I would feel a certain right. way. Like, man, damn, man. I'm right, trying. Right, right. So I told my mentor this and he was like, man, you need to stop doing that. And I was just like, well, nah, I just don't want to come off being an asshole like I'm running, rubbing it in his face because that's not who I am. He was like, nah, I get that. But where there's fire, where there's smoke doesn't mean there's always got to be fire. And I said, well, what you mean? He said, look, man, you've worked hard to get to where you at. You know what I mean? You paid your dues, you know, and to kind of downplay yourself. It's not that you're rubbing it in their face, but, yo, you're in a different position in life now. You know what I mean? And he says something else that really got to me in a spiritual aspect. He goes, and look, you everything that you have, you've asked God for. And he's given it to you. But mm. when people are asking, yeah, man, how's everything? And you just downplaying it. You're also discrediting him. And I was like, mm. I ain't think about that. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Because you sitting there asking God for all these things. He gives it to you. But now you making it seem like you got it on your own. You know what I mean? And again, I don't want to offend anybody. With usually I don't care about offending anybody because we're all whatever. But when it comes to like spirituality, like you know, that's not what uh, everybody got their own walk with that. Um, yeah. But my personal belief system is that you know I I asked God for all this, I got it, and you know, and He was like, "You're discrediting Him for it." So you know, it's a mix of like, all right, I'm where I want to be, but I don't want to be like, I'm, I'm like rubbing it in their face, but I know I got somewhere, I got a lot more work to do a lot, a lot more improvements to make, you know, with the job, with the weight loss, y'all sitting there talking about what y'all got going on. You know what I mean? And it's like, I look at y'all, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be doing this with y'all if I didn't think y'all was out here doing anything. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. You know, I wouldn't, whatever. And it's not even about because y'all doing good things, making good money. Like I said, a homie from McDonald's was like, oh, I don't really. I'm like, dog, it's not about where you at. It's about what you're doing and where you want to go. You know what I mean? But if you was out here disrespecting women, doing dumb shit, fuck it. Like, you know what I mean? I can't be a part of that. You know what I'm saying? I don't want my name attached to that. You know what I mean? And this this cat's our age and older that still literally measure their manhood by how much pussy they get. I ain't going to have I I ain't having them on here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, nah, nah, nah. So you t- I look at y'all being too successful. You know what I'm saying? Black men that's out here doing what they got to do to stay out of trouble. You know what I'm saying? I want everybody to know I'm still a rapper. I sell drugs on the side. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. I'm his manager. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we out here getting this money. But no, nah, but seriously, uh-huh. man, one thing that I really... um if if nobody listens to this or they don't hear anything else, man, I just want everybody to know that, you know, there's a million ways to get it, man. And, and your your pathway isn't necessarily like everyone else's. 
You know what I'm saying? Everybody's running their own race. And that's something that I really had to learn the hard way, man. They say comparison is a thief of joy. So mm-hmm. you can't really you can't really look at what someone else is doing. We talked about, you know, like the social media and everything. You can't really look at what else someone else is doing and, you know, compare that to what you got going on, man. And that was one of the hardest lessons that I really had to learn and get out of, man. Everybody's running their own race. You do what you got to do in order mm-hmm. to do what you want to do. Well said from an ugly man. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I couldn't have, I couldn't have really said it. So um, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, like you said, if anybody's and nobody hears nothing, don't get discouraged because someone told you that you're not doing it the way that they think you should be doing it. You know what I mean? That's that's not really how life works. Do what you think you got to do. Do what it is that you got to do to be a better person. All of us have done it. You know, all of us have heard things that we should have done and we should have did this and we should have did that. But, you know, I think we turned out okay. You know, plus I hate unsolicited advice anyway. So, (laughs) uh, because I'll be quick to be like, damn, I asked you that? I don't don't remember asking you that, but okay, I'm tripping. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. That's why at the bottom of the covered art, it just says, always says the radio host that speaks fluent sarcasm. You know, right. <laughs> uh, uh, it's one of my many, many favorite talents. And people think they speak sarcasm, but they really don't. You're just blunt assholes. A lot of people aren't really good at sarcasm. Nah, they are, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I had somebody one time tell me, uh, yeah, it takes me. It only takes me. I am such a. I, <laughs> fuck it. I don't care if she lives. I don't give a shit. I was, <laughs> I don't talk, talk to her anyway. But she was just like, yeah, I need a man that's so conscious and and on a on a such an intellectual level because i'm such a hard woman <laughs> to understand got that shit right so so you she, think that that sounds attractive to a man that yeah i said so oh yeah understand? i said yeah oh, okay I said, okay. So like I said, remember my movie analogy? Oh, I seen this movie. Sometimes I do want to see how the movie ends. So I said, okay. For real? She goes, yeah. <laughs> and she goes, it takes me a short time to get to know somebody. I don't need to, I don't have to, uh, it, it don't takes me a year. It's the Virgo in me or some goofy ass shit she oh, said. <laughs> so I said, oh yeah. So she was like, yeah, I can get to know someone in like a few days. I said, bro, I said, damn, how do you do it, bro? Like, <laughs> I was like, yo, I wish I could do that. And she just, damn, man, you know, I'm like, this motherfucker's stupid. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I said, she oh, goes like, yeah, God. yeah, man. You know, I just, you know, it didn't, it, I can get to know somebody in a few days. I can get to know everything about them. I said, man, you know what's wild about that, man? That is such a great talent because, you know, my parents, they're hitting their 40th anniversary uh, this year. And, you know, my dad always talks about how, like, you know, I see never, where you with this. Yeah. <laughs> You never get to stop knowing the person that you with. And she was like, oh, well, uh, it, 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 shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just, oh, gosh. Like, you know what I mean? I swear I cannot stand an I study psychology ass nigga. Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, like, yeah, like, and you didn't. Like, it's, and you didn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, man. You, you you know what I mean? Your shit is in applied physics. Like, nah, I don't fucking know. But like, yeah, I, I don't <laughs> like people who, you know, take it up. They they have to think they're mentally superior to other people and use that shit. Man, fuck all that. So but anyway, <laughs> you know, as each episode goes on, I think I'll piss off a little bit more people. But, you know, 
It's whatever. Well, you're dwindling down to the to the real fan base. Yeah, yeah, it's squares. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. You read them out. You know what I mean? Fuck it. Exactly. You know. Um, I'm, exactly. you know, uh, they did a study that it said the smartest people are less easily offended. I was just gonna say, <laughs> actually, I was literally just gonna say that, but I was like, you know, I don't want to take. No, there's a statistical fact. Oxford University did a study on. Yes, that. and the 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 thing is that is an umbrella for like so many things like people with money the people that really have money don't have to tell you that they have money yeah like you said <laughs> the, the 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 person that's always like oh i'm in charge the people that's really in charge they don't have to tell you they're in charge yeah if you if you're such a good person like i don't have to go around saying oh well one thing about me i'm a great guy you i'm know a great guy saying? oh god exactly you got those exactly. assholes i'm a good person <laughs> You're probably not, but like <laughs> you can't self-proclaim anyway. I, I, I know a guy who would, who would say that all the time. He goes, man, women don't want to do. I'm such a great man. And he was actually a colossal asshole. Like, you know what I mean? No, no, no. Fuck it. A prolific asshole. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. No, no, no. So uh no, they said the less the easier the this the higher your IQ is, the less you're offended. So <laughs> I guess the point that I'm trying to make, only smart people listen. Let me not say that shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, y'all, this has been another <laughs> dope episode of the Morally and in- Intellectually Ingenuous Sometimes some very sometimes disingenuous podcast. <laughs> um yeah, man, I have my boy Trevor and Style on, man. Another great conversation. Um, so yeah, y'all, I'm gonna start doing these every two weeks now instead of every week because I asked a few people around and they said I feel like every two, so I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna try to every two weeks or whatever and see how that goes, you know. But anyway, folks, this has been <laughs> another dope episode of the morally and intellectually ingenuous, sometimes disingenuous podcast where we talk about morally and intellectually ingenuous sometimes disingenuous things like getting to know someone's full existence in 48 hours which is bullshit but whatever <laughs> that is hilarious to me. that is hilarious <laughs>